the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I travel. Time for the Don Crow Show, right here from the WAVAFM Passport Auto Group Studios. Now, the Don Crow Show. Well, how are you, folks? Hello there. Welcome to, you got it, the Don Crow Show, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 each afternoon. We have this chance to kind of hang out together, talk about things going on in the world. I call them matters that really do matter, issues of significance that you and I want to learn about. But the whole point is let's get informed and then get involved. Find positive, life-affirming ways to make a difference. And as I often tell my listening audience here at WAVA and also you folks in Tampa, the culture ever needed your voice as a follower of Jesus Christ, they need it now. It needs it now. And by the way, we're happy to once again welcome our listening audience to the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 AM, and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. So welcome to each of you. It's an honor to have you with us today and share this uh, couple of hours together. Well, coming up on the show today, we'll be talking in a few minutes with Dr. Ronnie Floyd. He is president of the National Day of Prayer Task Force for this year. He'll join me in a few minutes to talk about the importance of Thursday, May 3rd. Uh, That is the day. It'll be the 30th annual when the nation is called to prayer on the National Day of Prayer all across the country and, of course, here in Washington, D.C., And uh, he'll be sharing with us his own heart on this matter and also some of the events that uh, will be occurring here in our nation's capital on May the 3rd. Uh, Travis Weber is director of the Center for Religious Liberty at Family Research Council. And I've asked him to join me later in the hour to talk about a story out of Iowa that seems to confirm that, as uh, Family Research puts it, you don't have to be a Trump nominee here in Washington to face the Christian Inquisition. It seems to be spilling over into state politics as well, and there's a case in Iowa that is a case in point, we might say. Uh, Next hour, Luann Sabatia, Director of Strategy and and Communication at the 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative, a great organization, will be here to talk about a serious rise in crackdowns on Christians in China. And Dr. Paul Kengor is a best-selling author a number of times over. He's also a political science professor at Grove City College. And he'll join me later next hour to pay tribute to that remarkable First Lady, Barbara Bush, who went to be with the Lord last week. So just some of the things we're going to be talking about over the next couple of hours here on the show. Uh, Meanwhile, 
Maybe you've heard this story. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol fined a woman $500 for not declaring she was bringing a free apple into the United States that she had received on her Delta Airlines flight from Paris. AP story out of Denver. Crystal Tadlock told KDV, uh, KDV, yes, KDVR television in Denver that flight attendants had passed out apples and she placed hers in her carry-on to save for her flight from Minneapolis to Denver. Her bag happened to be randomly searched at customs. And she said the agent asked her if her trip to France was expensive and, she, and when she said yes, he told her it was about to get a lot more expensive after charging her $500 fine. Delta says it recommends that all passengers comply with customs regulations. Customs declaration forms ask passengers if they're bringing any, and I guess the operative word there is any, I mean even one lonely apple. Are you bringing any fruits or vegetables into the country? So uh, I don't know where that story's going to end up, but she's not a happy flight attendant at this point, and I... I can understand why. A Texas man, however, sentenced to 50 years in prison for a $1.2 million theft of fajitas. What are you shaking your head at, Julie? My producer just shakes her head in wonderment at human behavior. (laughs) She she does that a lot here in Washington, D.C., i got to tell you that. Brownsville, Texas story. Texas man sentenced to 50 years in prison for stealing $1.2 million worth of fajitas over the last nine years. 53-year-old Gilberto Escamilla was sentenced Friday after pleading pleading guilty to theft by a public servant, Brownsville Herald, reporting he told the court the fajita scheme, ah, it just got out of control. That's all. It just got away from me. Escamilla had been intercepting fajitas that he had ordered through the Cameron County Juvenile Center where he worked. And he was, well, look, a little business on the side, right? Getting the, getting the fajitas shipped in for the Cameron County, Cameron County Juvenile Center. And, you know, kind of siphoning off a few for his own customers. <laughs> Scam uncovered when he missed work for a medical appointment and uh, an 800-pound fajita delivery arrived at the center. The center itself doesn't serve fajitas. So Escamilla fired in August, arrested after authorities checked vendor invoices, obtained a search warrant, and uncovered the county-funded fajitas in the man's refrigerator. Well, you know, what can I say? you got to try to make a dime wherever you can, but you got to do it legally. That's the point, right? But quite a contrast of stories there. $500 fine for unintentionally bringing one apple into the country uh, versus uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Escamilla, who, uh, well, it was more than one apple. Let's put it that way. All right. Oh, one more quick note. You Harley riders, and I used to ride motorcycles many years ago, but... Uh, in agreement with my wife and our young children at stake, she said, I wish you'd sell that. Uh, and I, I related, I understood, and we sold it and went to Disneyland with the money. But uh, here's a dream job for you Harley lovers out there. Uh, Milwaukee story, of course. Harley Davidson offering free motorcycles. Free, I said. 
For those who join its summer internship program, eight college students or recent graduates will have the enviable, enviable task of actually getting paid to ride a Harley and then share their adventures on social media. And the best part, they get to keep the bikes at the end of the 12-week internship. Not a bad gig, I'd say. Not a bad gig at all. Hey, we have other things to talk about. Stay with us. The Don Crow Show here on WAVA. And with our friends in Tampa, Florida as well. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. Tires worn out, not only are you going to pay for a new set, plus installation and balancing, they're going to charge you for tire disposal and still possibly sell your old ones to someone else. Same for car batteries. You pay for a new battery and you get saddled with that bogus disposal fee. We're different. At Mr. Sparky, when we install new ceiling fans, we'll buy your old ones for $25. That's $25 off your bill per fan. Same goes for old light fixtures. Electrical panel overloaded? We'll give you $100 for it when we install a replacement. That's $100 off your bill, and we'll take your old panel. Mr. Sparky repairs your electrical system with quality parts at a reasonable price and pays you for your old parts. Like the jingle says, You don't have to put up with any malarkey call. 888 Sparky. Buyback applies only to fans, fixtures, and parts replaced or repaired by Mr. Sparky. Hi, can I help you? Yes, I have a snoring problem. Uh, can you describe it for me, please? Well, it's about 5 foot 11 with curly hair and a mustache. Oh, I see. Introducing Mute. Sleep technology that opens the nose to increase airflow by an average of 38% so you and your partner can enjoy a good night's sleep. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Available now at Walgreens, CVS and GNC. I'm Amy Errett, founder and CEO of Madison Reed, a company that's revolutionizing the way women color their hair, a company I named after my daughter. Madison Reed is the ultimate hair color hack. The quality of a salon, the convenience and affordability of at-home hair color, and an ammonia-free formula with ingredients you could feel good about. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first purchase. Use code RADIANTHAIR. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now, here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. Is North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un playing a game, or is he serious? The president of South Korea says Kim has given up his demand that all American troops be removed from South Korea before any talks with the U.S. can begin. There are 28,500 American troops in South Korea. President Trump has said he will not meet with Kim unless progress on ridding North Korea of its nuclear weapons is assured. He added that he would walk out of any meeting that doesn't advance that goal. The president's nominee for Secretary of State, current CIA Director Mike Pompeo, pulled off a nearly impossible task by visiting North Korea two weeks ago without anyone leaking news of the trip. It's good to be wary about all of this, given the history of North Korea and the fact that communists lie. We've been down this road before. But if the U.S. doesn't fall for lies and actually accomplishes something, it's worth a try. One thing for sure, though, if the talks are successful, don't look for the left to praise President Trump. Their silence will be deafening. 
I'm Cal Thomas in Washington. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Strength throughout the day, weekdays at 2 p.m. It's Know the Truth with Philip DeCourcy. The Christian life isn't a joy ride, but it is continually, increasingly a joy road. And at 2.30, verse by verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. Success isn't based on the results that we see. Success is based upon what did God want to do? Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Thursday, May the 3rd, millions of Americans across all 50 states will gather in churches, local businesses, on the steps of city halls and schools and neighborhoods and public gathering places for a day of public prayer for the United States of America. It's part of the 30th annual observation and observance of the National Day of Prayer. First created in 1952 by a joint resolution of Congress signed into law by then-President Harry S. Truman and later amended by the late President Ronald Reagan to designate the first Thursday of May every year as a day of national prayer. Join me to talk much more about the significance of the day and how we can all be involved, Dr. Ronnie Floyd, Senior Pastor of Cross Church in Northwest Arkansas, President of the National Day of Prayer Task Force. Dr. Floyd, it's an honor to welcome you again to the show here in Washington and also share our conversation today with our sister Salem stations in Tampa, Florida. So welcome. Well, thank you very much, Don, and it's great to talk to everyone today and to just say we need you to be praying for America on on May the 3rd, which is week after next. Very important. Now, you're quoted as saying, one thing is clear, politics will not heal us, the government will not fix us, we need a massive prayer movement that will lead us back to God and bring healing to our land. And there's no doubt that every National Day of Prayer over the past 30 years has been vital to the nation, but talk about why perhaps this one upcoming might be the most critical yet. I think when you look, Don, at where the country is, with the division and the polarization last October when I believe the Lord gave me the theme for the National Day of Prayer that I began to to uh, make public in November, which is the theme is Pray for America, Unity. Uh, we need this now more than ever before in our country. And America is, is polarized. It's divided. Uh, we can't come together on anything it appears to be. And uh, you know this is this is just not best for the country, but more more important is that we have such a uh, strong problem in certain areas because of a spiritual problem ultimately, and so we need to really do everything we can to forward, advance, and to pray for unity in our nation uh, on May the third. That's an interesting point I hear you alluding to, and that is. As Christians, uh, followers of the Lord Jesus, there are certain things about which we cannot, or on which we cannot compromise. 
but we must find ways to work with those who even oppose us, uh, even when they are uh, maybe full of uh, hatred toward our positions and stands on things that the Bible's very clear about. And uh, mm-hmm. the grace of God really has to work in our lives in that in that case, doesn't it? It really does. You know, the the thing is, those of us who identify with Christ, we do need to stand for truth. But anytime we stand for truth, we need to stand for truth in love. And we also need to understand that we do not need to ever let anyone or any group outside of our circle of love. We need to do all we can to try to bring people together. And, 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 and it's a matter of our attitude. It's a matter of the way we speak. Uh, and the matter of the way we treat people, if we will honor people, we can move forward in the country. It's when we dishonor people and and dishonor people from all walks of life, uh, which is not acceptable in God's eyes. Every person has been created in the image of God. We need to treat people such uh, as such. Would you agree uh, that there may be a, a temp- a tendency or a temptation for 21st century Christians to think that our conflicts with the culture are unique, but if you look at the book of Acts, they were in mm-hmm. diametric conflict with their culture, weren't they? Absolutely, and what we better understand is that they, that, that, that conflict, and, and at times that does happen, um, you know, we don't, need to, we don't need to be the ones behind that. We just need mm-hmm. to let the truth stand as the truth is. It should never become about our personality or our rhetoric or or our, our, the way we speak to people, treat people. I'm just really concerned that we have got to we have got to come back and understand um, the dignity of human life in this country, not simply the sanctity of it, from from birth all the way to death, which is obviously critical and our number one heart in relationship to human life. But it but it's between birth and between death that we need to improve upon in the way we treat people continually. And Jesus wants us to walk together. He, you know, that he wants families to walk together. He wants churches to walk together. He, I believe he wants nations to walk together if a nation truly uh, is what it needs to be before God. Well, on that point you just made about the church, uh, it seems to me that's the place where unity has to express itself first before we can really carry that unity out into the culture. Would you agree? Well, absolutely, Don. That That is the key thing, and that's obviously, ultimately, there will be many uh, Christ followers in in those gatherings, the thousands of gatherings that will happen, and we will make very clear that, that, that when unity is forward, it's got to be the church. Uh, coming together over over the over the issues and coming together over the big issues, biblically speaking, uh, and in the gatherings we leave the other stuff out. I mean, it's not like we're minimizing the rest. It's just that the point is is that we need to come together based off of of what we say we believe. Like we believe, for example, the Bible is the Word of God. We believe Christ is the only way to salvation. We believe that people need to hear the gospel all everywhere in the world. We can typical most churches can agree on that, and and that's where we need to stay. Uh, when we come to matters like the National Day of Prayer, and when we're when we're dealing with matters of uh, of secondary matters, I'm not minimizing the theological variance. Mm. Um, I, I I think you need to hold that dear. 
if that's what you believe God's Word teaches. I certainly hold dear what I believe God's Word teaches. But when he, when I think about unity, I've got to get I've got to I've got to go up in order to keep it where we can unify with the with the masses, not just a, a little club or a group that I've got somewhere meeting. And uh, it just depends really on how much influence we believe God wants us to have for the cause of the kingdom. And every follower of Christ should should believe that God wants to use them in a maximum way. Every church should believe that. Every businessman and businesswoman should believe that. Every politician should believe that. And so the only way to get there ultimately is you got to find a way to agree on what matters most. We're talking with uh, Dr. Ronnie Floyd, president of the National Day of Prayer Task Force. Their website is ndop.org for more information on this year's events. And, of course, it's Thursday, May 3rd. And uh, among the many things happening is the national observance that evening of the 3rd at National Statuary Hall here in Washington, D.C. I know you're going to be here. A number of other noted speakers are going to be here that evening. Can you tell folks what they can look forward to and how they can access it, even if they're not in Washington? Yes, they can access it by streaming it live uh, on nationaldayofprayer.org, nationaldayofprayer.org. It will also be uh, on live uh, by Daystar Television Network, uh, plus many others uh, that people are a part of. Facebook Live also will be doing it on the Facebook account of nationaldayofprayer.org. And so with that, uh, that's, that's where all that will be. Now, in relationship to what's going to happen, in relationship to who's going to be there. Obviously, it's in Statuary Hall, the United States uh, Capitol Building, which is very limited seating. But we have the Brooklyn Tabernacle Singers coming to help us. Uh, They're going to be our our featured worship leaders. Uh, We've asked a group called Univoice of the Museum of the Bible to to be able to uh, sing a couple of patriotic songs for us and that are very important in, in all of our gatherings. And then I've asked Priscilla Shire, who is an author and a speaker, a uh, tremendously gifted woman uh, and a communicator. Um, she will be speaking. Also, uh, Sammy Rodriguez, who's one of the leading Latino speakers in the country today. H.B. Uh, Charles, who's a rising leader in America, a great African-American pastor in, in Jacksonville, Florida. And then Congressman Mark Walker of North Carolina, who is the co-chairman of the Congressional Prayer Caucus in the United States uh, Representatives and uh, and uh, in Senate. And so with that, they will be there. And then I've also asked, we're going to be interviewing Pastor Frank Pomeroy and his wife, Sherry. Uh, pastor Frank is the pastor of the First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs, Texas, where the mass shooting took place months ago. They lost their own daughter in that shooting. He lost 26 total church members in that shooting, and uh, which is a very small church in that small community in Texas. And so he will be there speaking as well. All these people are speaking brief segments. They're not long segments, but they're segments that move us to prayer, Don. That's the way we're doing it. And so uh, with that is that the, the entire congregation will be involved in praying together, uh, from individuals praying in front of the groups to uh, various ethnicities praying in front of the groups to uh, to groups being formed right there at the chair 
uh, in that. And so with that, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tremendous gathering. Would encourage anyone who uh, is at home that night to, or that they can possibly stream it. Go to nationaldayofprayer.org or watch it on Daystar Television, God TV, Brio TV. Uh, those who are in the bot radio network, they will be carrying it. And there will be others along the way over the next few days who will come online as well in carrying it and making it known to America and beyond. And it's a wonderful opportunity to have this technology available to really literally pull the nation together in prayer uh, with an immediacy to it that we've never had in years past. Yes, and that's what we're going to. I mean, the, the, the gathering in D.C., will be an opportunity to call America to pray for America. Uh, there will be certain churches that might want to gather in. People can gather in in a, in a small group, in a home, uh, or they can just do it with their family. They can do it individually, which will be probably the way most people do it at that time, whether they join us on Facebook or whatever it might be. But it's really important that we do that and we spread the word, and then we hashtag everything we put on social media, pray for unity, Pray for Unity, hashtag Pray for Unity, and it's the digit four, not F-O-R, but Pray for Unity. And so with that, it's really important we do that. That way we can know what God's done around the country and God's done around the world, and there will be things happening all over this nation uh, and beyond uh, of people praying for the National Day of Prayer. Amen to that. Thank you very much, Dr. Floyd. Uh, we will continue to spread this word. and. Be praying together on May 3rd as well. Thank you, Don. God bless. Dr. Ronnie Floyd, president of the National Day of Prayer Task Force, and as he said, you can get all the information uh, that we've referred to and more at the website nationaldayofprayer.org, nationaldayofprayer.org. Than ever, our nation and our leaders need prayer. Join us for the 26th Tampa Bay National Day of Prayer Brunch, Thursday, May 3rd, at Armature Works in Tampa. Featuring author and speaker, Christian Talk Radio's Carmen LaBerge. Don't miss this local National Day of Prayer event, brought to you by the National Day of Prayer Council and Pray Tampa Bay, as we mobilize the Christian community to intercede for America. Reserve your seat today at tampaprayerbrunch.com. That's tampaprayerbrunch.com. If credit card debt has you down, nonprofit Trinity Debt Management can help. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees, and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan. It's a way to become debt-free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Are you ready to pay off your credit cards in less time for less money? Then call for a free no-obligation debt analysis and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free no-obligation debt analysis. Call 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. 1-800-936-5496. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. The best way to overhaul a culture is to change the way it thinks. Here's one major way to change cultural thinking. Stifle the free exchange of ideas. This is what's happening in California right now. 
Assembly Bill 2943 would make it an unlawful business practice to engage in a transaction aimed at promoting, quote, sexual orientation change efforts with an individual, end quote. This pernicious bill is an attempt to silence those who want to help people with unwanted sexual feelings. Many religious and non-religious people agree that we flourish when we honor the basic design of our bodies for both sexual practice and personal identity. This bill is Orwellian, silencing those who seek to provide help and wholeness to people who are reaching out. California legislators ought to do what the people have elected them to do, protect free speech and enable people to live a free life. I'm Owen Strand. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree offered on its most beautiful campus. Hi, can I help you? Yes, I have a snoring problem. Uh, can you describe it for me, please? Well, it's about 5 foot 11 with curly hair and a moustache. Oh, I see. Introducing Mute, sleep technology that opens the nose to increase airflow by an average of 38% so you and your partner can enjoy a good night's sleep. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Available now at Walgreens, CVS and GNC. I'm Amy Errett, founder and CEO of Madison Reed, a company that's revolutionizing the way women color their hair, a company I named after my daughter. Madison Reed is the ultimate hair color hack. The quality of a salon, the convenience and affordability of at-home hair color, and an ammonia-free formula with ingredients you could feel good about. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first purchase. Use code RADIANTHAIR. Fake Talk 570. WTBN. Strength throughout the day. Weekdays at 1 p.m., it's Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Now, if I'm trying to win in the game of life, and God is the way, the truth, and the what? Life, how can I win outside of him? And at 1.30, Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Men and women, I believe we're living in an age where Jesus is standing at the door of the church and he's knocking. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Ron Crow Show on WAVA, and happy to be sharing today's edition of the show with our friends Listening to the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 AM, and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. As reported recently by the Family Research Council, you don't have to be a Trump nominee to face the Christian Inquisition. Just ask Iowa conservatives. The bad blood that's turned the hearings of Mike Pompeo, Russell Vought, and Amy Barrett into anti-faith slugfests seem to be spilling over into state politics, too. And at least one military wife is out of a job because of it. Well, joining us with the details, Travis Weber. Travis is director of the Center for Religious Liberty at FRC, where he focuses on a variety of legal and policy issues pertaining to religious freedom, currently advises uh, Family Research Council on international and domestic religious freedom issues, and advocates for religious advocates for religious freedom on behalf of his organization in a variety of form of forms. He is a graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy. Previously served as a Navy pilot, holds a Juris Doctorate from Regent University School of Law. And Travis, good to have you on the show again. Welcome. Thank you, and thanks for having me on. 
This is sadly one of those stories we're hearing uh, more and more about, this sort of thing. But take us to Iowa for folks who don't know about it. What happened there, and uh, what is it? what are the implications for freedom-loving Americans everywhere? Yeah, so in Iowa, you have a nominee for a state board, a public health position, um, and, and there's some political involvement. She has to be, or the, he or she, who's ever nominated for this position, uh, has to be voted in confirmation. Uh, you had a, a female doctor out there who had um, basically expressed a pretty mild view on issues related to the LGBT agenda and and uh, her view on on the science related to some of that online, uh, related to an online posting, and for even expressing um, this mild view and basically asking for more research supporting a claim um, asking a question related to more research, questioning the LGBT party line, so to speak, or the agenda's ideological line, for questioning that, she was um, ultimately opposed for this position um, on the Iowa uh, Board of Medicine. Uh, you know, this is one more uh, manifestation of the type of really what's a religious test related to Christian or religious views on matters pertaining to sexuality that we've seen crop up in the last year. As I understand it from the uh, uh, article that your organization, FRC, provided, she uh, had strong support from the Republican Governor Kim Reynolds. Uh, most people thought she was going to be a shoe into the post. And uh, as I understand it also, she basically didn't write a column but endorsed sort of uh, tacitly endorsed a column uh, regarding uh, Catholic uh, position on marriage and that of many evangelicals as well. And uh, that's really uh, what uh, what uh, unleashed the firestorm, I guess. Am I right? Yeah, no, you're, you're correct. Uh, she basically commented and said, um, could you supply uh, more um, information relating to your definition? Um, uh, ask for, for more information um, about about a portion of the, of the posting. And then said, I completely agree with all you've said here, but need uh, research material to back this up. Uh, and so basically she's, you know, she's expressing her view, but she's actually going about it in a way where, where she's, um, uh, you know, seeking to, to, um, to, to uncover uh, more of one side of the issue and explore the scientific basis for, uh, for a perspective on this issue. You know, quite, quite the contrary to a lot of the, the, uh, the public posturing that we see often on this issue where people are not interested in a discussion exploring, exploring the science. And so my point is only that this was a very reasonable perspective for her to have, very reasonable assertion of her view, which, which entirely is completely irrelevant to her, her public health role anyway. But all to say, someone here being rejected on this ideological litmus test was being very, very reasonable in how she presented her view and still was rejected. And uh, you mentioned uh, exactly that it falls along ideological lines, and that's really at the base of this or behind it, and that is this thing was driven, uh, this rejection of her was pretty much carried by Senate Democrats, wasn't it? Yes, a breakdown along party lines. And, um, uh, you know, this is, this, is what we see, um, um, this is what we see elsewhere, unfortunately, uh, with uh, the new um, State Department Religious Freedom Ambassador-at-Large, Sam Brownback, having a party-line vote in the Senate for confirmation. Historically, international religious freedom has drawn bipartisan support, and now you have national Democrats politicizing this issue and basically 
basically telling persecuted religious communities around the world, we don't care about you enough to confirm someone who's going to advocate for you because we're beholden to LGBT special interests here domestically, and we ultimately will bow to what they demand, which is uh, opposition to Brownback based on his personal views, personal religious views on sexuality and marriage. Um, the, the questioning and skepticism, the, the inquisition, if you'll put it that way, um, of, of Mike Pompeo recently in the Senate uh, on the question of sexuality was carried by Democrats at the national level. So this is unfortunate because, you know, these issues are, are social issues that historically would bind our nation. Um, society needs uh, certain common morals to, to hold it together. And historic Christian teaching on marriage and sexuality had been a consensus issue. Unfortunately, it's no longer the case, but uh, we're going to continue to defend and stand for the public square with whoever will, will align with us on that point. I want to come back to that and more. Travis Weber from FRC, Family Research Council. Important issues. How do we push back and do so with respect to the other person's points of view, without hostility and rancor, but uh, standing our ground. Stay with us. We'll be back. Crying toddlers, rebellious teenagers, backseat fighting. Any of this sound familiar? Parenting is not for the weak of heart. Join us in select movie theaters across the country in May for an encouraging story of true family life, the messy, the wonderful, and the redemptive. Like Arrows, the movie, will be in theaters for two nights only, May 1st and 3rd. To view the trailer or find theaters near you, visit likearrowsmovie.com. Bill Bunkley inviting you to join me and my family on an inspirational pilgrimage this November to Israel and Jordan. I've crafted with EDI Travel's renowned historian Boaz Shalgi an incredible itinerary. You'll visit Petra in Jordan, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Nazareth, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, the Dead Sea, Masada, the Northern Golan Heights, the Lebanese border, Ascalon, plus Jerusalem's new U.S. Embassy. We'll share an Israeli dinner at Boaz's home. See this and much more for the all-inclusive credible price of $3,965. Join me, Tony, and Zach on this 10-day all-inclusive pilgrimage November 10th through 19th. As a faithful listener, you've likely heard of my current health challenges. I've been advised by my medical team to plan on leading this spectacular pilgrimage. So come join us. Call 813-515-1510 or check out our complete itinerary online at letstalkfaith.com. Kids don't divorce. They are still connected to their ex. That is still their mother. That is still their father. Robert Beeson on Focus on the Family Minute. And so being careful of how we speak of them, being careful of, of how we frame the worldview of the other parent is actually forming the worldview of the kid. Mm. And so if we're not careful with that, and what I mean by that is, is if we are not, I'm not saying say things that are not true. I'm just saying reserve any animosity, reserve any conflict, reserve any of those kinds of feelings from any conversations that you have with your kid about the ex or otherwise, even in earshot. I mean, it is just so, because that is their part of their story. It is part of their identity. If you've gone through a divorce, you may have to put your personal feelings aside to protect your child's other parent. More from Robert at FamilyMinute.org. 
say, have you ever been involved in hard physical training? Maybe you were in the armed services or you were pursuing some athletic goal. Hello, I'm Chuck Swindoll. If so, then you understand the kind of hard work and consistency that are involved in developing strength and stamina. There is no substitution for repetition and sweat. Now, what's true physically is equally true in other ventures. You won't just happen to tumble into success any more than you will just happen to stumble into a good fitness life. Have you set some goals for your life? Good for you. Now gird yourself and be ready to risk and sweat a whole lot. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. As you work throughout the afternoon, keep focused on Christ. Weekdays from 3 to 4, join Jim and Martha Brangenberg for I Work for Him. We're still passionate about helping Christ followers live out their faith in their work. We're still passionate about investing our lives into others who want Jesus to be the center of everything, especially the work. Strength throughout the day. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Today's guest host for the Bill Bunkley Show, Don Crow, returns in a moment. I'm Bill Carl, and you know the Holy Land is not the only place that you can find inspiration in your travels. July 31st through August 12th, join the Reformation Tour and River Cruise with Alistair Begg. You can stand before the doors of the Wittenberg Church, where Martin Luther posted the 95 Theses. Details at letstalkfaith.com. Friends, Listening to the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 AM, and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. My guest, Travis Weber, director of the Center for Religious Liberty at the Family Research Council, talking about just that, religious liberty, and how it can be truncated and abridged quite easily these days. A particular case in point we were talking about is one out in Iowa, where someone well qualified to uh, serve on the Iowa Board of Medicine happened to simply endorse a particular position in a column. Uh, I think it was a Catholic World Report post. Uh, and uh, as you said, Travis, she really didn't write the column herself and just was looking for more information uh, regarding the LGBT community's position on the issue. Am I right? No, you're correct. Um, you know, but this this sort of thing we're seeing more and more where it's one one little incident in terms of the expression of one's views is enough to cause outrage. Uh, we can see it going back to the case uh, in, in Indiana several years ago when the state was debating the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. A reporter went into a small pizzeria there, hypothetically asked the owners, would you cater a same-sex wedding ceremony? The owner said, that's against my beliefs. I, I wouldn't want to be involved. This set off a Twitter storm, death threats against the pizzeria, and this was all hypothetical. You know, there was no context given. There was a mob mentality, though, that resulted in, in vitriol and death threats against this, against this pizzeria. Uh, more recently, we've seen in Michigan a pastor hosting a, uh, a, a, a seminar where, um, or, or really it's a time of collaboration where teens could approach questions about sexuality from the biblical perspective, looking at the Bible, this got the pastor death threats and vitriol online. Again, 
Um, this type of thing, we're, we're seeing pop up of a number of different instances, but this, it's one instance. And in this doctor's case, the same thing, one comment, one question, enough to have public pressure uh, demanding and politicians supporting this that she not be given this job, which is entirely irrelevant to the to the public, uh, to the comments, to her personal beliefs that she may hold. And, of course, California now uh, again embroiled in, in a, a major controversy in terms of uh, this sort of thing as well. Yeah, very true. And I, I was actually thinking about this because this is related to the situation in Michigan where you have a pastor being labeled as partaking in conversion therapy. Now, when people use that term, you know, there are a number of things often thrown in there, some things which are not helpful, Christian, and biblical. Other approaches, however, which are much more akin to simple counseling according to biblical truth, yet all of them are blacklisted and prohibited when efforts against what opponents term uh, conversion therapy are made. In Michigan, that was the, the public perception. In California, you have proposed legislation along the same lines, and the legislation is written so broadly that it, it would prohibit the sale of books uh, which advocate against an unrepentant homosexual lifestyle uh, and, and things consistent with that. Um, it, it's possible that you know the, the law, this bill, if it becomes law, could even be enforced uh, against the sale of the Bible. I and mean, We have to see it, if it's enforced that way, but the point is it's very, very broad, very, very dangerous. A number of groups are, are pointing this out. And, uh, you know, I hope the California state legislators have enough sense to vote this down. Uh, and it's really a wake-up call for Christians who may say, well, I agree with these positions, but I don't really see myself as, as part of the, the issue, as threatened by the issue. The California bill really shows how uh, people opposed to the perspective, the Christian perspective on issues of sexuality really move stage by stage. And they're eventually going to come for anyone who holds to those beliefs, even if they're not in the public eye, not in the public square at this moment. And this really shows how this is really sweeping in a lot of Christians who hold this position, yet really view themselves as sort of outside the fray. And uh, speaking of California, there may be those who say, well, after all, that's California. But we, I think, need to recognize that a lot of what happens in California ends up affecting sooner or later, all 50 states. Am I right? Yes, and, and you've already got efforts uh, similar to the California measure in other states. They might not be as broad, but the framing and the opposition is to the same thing, and that is uh, orthodox, small o, orthodox, historic Christian truth on sexuality and marriage, that which is contained in the Bible, which Christians have held, to be contained in the Bible for years and years and thousands of years even. But the point is that's the, the, the focus, and, and people need to see that and understand that. And, um, you know, if, if they don't believe me, you can go and, and look at these developments, just read about them online. They're reported in the news. We've followed the situation of the Michigan pastor, Jeremy Sachau, in Detroit. Uh, the California bill is Assembly Bill 2943. And um, you can find more info on FRC's website. But the point is, if you look at what's being opposed deep down, it is the Christian position uh, on these issues. And it really, unfortunately, is due to a philosophical shift um, with, with uh, uh, ideological progressives being unwilling to, to tolerate different views than their, their own. And that's unfortunate because people can disagree on things and still live side by side. But that can't happen when you, you seek your, the silence of your opponent by outlawing them and, and not allowing them to speak at all. 
want to come back with one more segment, uh, Travis, and talk about what believers can do uh, to really effectively push back uh, on cases of this sort and do so with the love of Christ, but with the firmness of uh, their own convictions. We'll be back in a moment. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley, keeping believers in touch with God. I believe the most important lesson you'll ever learn in life as a believer is to learn how to listen to God. You see, He wants us to be able to learn how to listen to Him so that you and I can hear Him. We can listen to Him when, for example, we are in the stillness of peace. We can hear Him. When we're in the stress of pressure, we can hear Him. When we're in the storms of persecution, we can hear Him. And when we are in the suffering of our pain, we can hear Him. You'll learn no greater lesson than how to listen to God. For help and hope from God's Word, visit In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley at InTouch.org. Balance of nature's fruits and veggies. I had this crazy thing happen with my eyesight. I went back to get my contact lenses done, and my optometrist, and I'm 46, he said, this is really weird, but your eyesight is better. I'm like, I can't believe it, but I think it's these vitamins I'm taking. I'm a huge believer in the product. Uh, I've tried lots of stuff, and like this is like the only real thing that I've ever, you know, uh, because of all these comparisons with all the other stuff I've had, this is by far uh, the best thing, and consistently. We're so healthy now on the balance of nature. There's no words to say how well it works. Doing good on it, really. I'm feeling my skin is softer, and I feel good. When you call, use discount code NOW, and we'll take 35% off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call 800-246-8751 or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code NOW. A man told his pastor that when he earned a small salary, it wasn't a problem giving a tenth of his income. But now that he was a wealthy businessman, he found it impossible to relinquish that much of his money the pastor offered to begin praying that God would reverse the man's success and return his income to the previous small level so he could continue to tithe. And the man suddenly realized he could figure out a way to tithe from his wealth. I've never met anyone who was not more financially prosperous after tithing than he was when he didn't tithe. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's principles of stewardship on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. That's Route66life.com. Route 66, start your journey home today. John Van Pay, pastor and author of the new book, Marathon Faith. Surrendering your life to Jesus is the greatest decision you'll ever make. But that's just the starting line. Many of us begin our spiritual races of following Jesus with unrealistic expectations that hinder us from crossing the finish line. Every faith journey encounters obstacles. Just open the Bible. 
and my new book, Marathon Faith, Motivation from the Greatest Endurance Runners of the Bible, I write about how men and women of faith overcame obstacles and how you can do the same. Along with scriptural references, I include my own life experiences about endurance running. When things get tough, let God help you endure your race so you too can finish well. Order your copy of author John Van Pace's compelling new book, Marathon Faith, Motivation from the Greatest Endurance Runners of the Bible, at Amazon and at barnesandnoble.com. News about Christian faith or values, they won't carry it. We will. You can hear it on the Don Crow Show. A couple of more minutes with my guest, Travis Weber, from, uh, from uh, yes, <laughs> Family Research Council, FRC.org on the web. And Travis, in this last couple of moments, uh, folks I know uh, want to stand by their convictions, and they also want to know how to push back effectively. And, of course, uh, plugging into the resources of your organization is one way to do that, get informed. Well, I often say, let's get informed, but then get involved. What do you recommend to folks on cases like this one out of Iowa and others, even locally, that come up? Sure. So, yeah, you can find our materials at our website, frc.org. A lot of this is a matter of understanding the trends and being informed, uh, and we'll have action items for folks, too, occasionally. Right now, we have a petition up at frc.org slash religious test. People can sign that and uh, let uh, Senator Booker and others know that uh, religious tests for public office are unacceptable, and uh, they shouldn't be put to Mike Pompeo or anyone else. They can go to frc.org slash religious test. Um, and um, otherwise, you know, we, we will just supply material on our website that people can stay informed. And um, you can obviously communicate and, and contact us uh, through the website, too. Is there uh, are we near a decision on Pompeo and do you have hopes that he'll be uh, approved? We are near a decision uh, within the next week. Um, we should see a vote next week or two, a vote for him uh, on him at, in the full Senate. Um, he may not have enough votes to get out of committee, which is really a shame, and it speaks to the the unnecessary, um, you know, hostility uh, to, and, and opposition to him in the face of his his well qualified record. But nevertheless, uh, I think he'll be confirmed, and um, I hope that he he represents the United States well and promotes religious freedom uh, in our foreign policy. Something that that we need to to bring back to the forefront of our foreign policy. And when we've done all we can, that's the time to uh, just uh, uh, buttress all of that with our prayers because prayer can turn things when even the best advocacy cannot otherwise. Absolutely. You know, and more and more, some of these things are discouraging. It's just a reminder that we need to go back to God, who's who's the one who's able to fight for us and the one who ultimately we rely on anyway. Thanks for your time, my friend. Thanks very much. Thank you. Travis Weber, director of the Center for Religious Liberty at the Family Research Council. And again, you can find his, uh, find his work and that of his colleagues and Tony Perkins and all the staff there at that website, frc.org. That's it for this hour here on the Don Crow Show.
Lord here to give you strength between Sundays. The author of the book of Hebrews said, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, exhorting one another. Be accountable to somebody. We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570, online at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570, WTBN, Pinellas Park, online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Val Dior. Nine people are dead, 16 injured. Canadian police say a van apparently jumped a curb earlier today in a busy intersection in Toronto and struck several people. They say the driver fled the scene before being caught and taken into custody. It's not immediately clear what caused the van to strike the pedestrians. Again, nine people are confirmed dead, 16 injured. Regardless of the outcome of today's vote in committee, CIA Director Mike Pompeo appears to have the support he needs for confirmation by the full Senate to become the next Secretary of State. Here's Linda Kenyon. At least three Democrats say they will vote to confirm Mike Pompeo when his nomination for Secretary of State comes before the full Senate. Pompeo needs a simple majority in the Senate to win confirmation. And since Republican Rand Paul has said he will oppose the nomination, the support of at least two Democrats would be needed to confirm him to his new post. A date has not yet been set for the full Senate to vote on the Pompeo nomination. The Senate Foreign Relations Committee votes on the nominee at 5 Eastern time, so pretty much any minute now. A positive recommendation is preferred for confirmation, but not required. The committee could send an unfavorable recommendation or no recommendation to the full Senate. President Trump has instructed his Homeland Security Secretary to stop the large caravans of people into the United States. White House correspondent Greg Clugston. The president says it's a disgrace that illegal immigrants continue to flow across the American border. On Twitter, he calls on Mexico to stop people from traveling through that country and into the U.S. and says this may be a condition of the new North American Free Trade Agreement. The president says the U.S. cannot accept what is happening and he wants funding fast for his proposed border wall. Greg Clugston, the White House. Police say the suspect in the shooting that killed four at a Waffle House in Nashville had a gun in his backpack when they arrested him near his apartment. 29-year-old Travis Reinking had a loaded semi-automatic 45 in his possession. You're listening to Town Hall News. Hey, is 20 bucks too much to spend to get out of pain? If so, I guess you're not in that much pain. This is Michael Medved again to sing the praises of a 100% drug-free solution to lowering your pain levels. It's called Relief Factor and the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. My wife and friends have found relief and so can you. Your back, neck, shoulder, hip or knee pain can all be reduced or even eliminated with the help of Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or by calling 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. The Supreme Court has refused to review a 241-year sentence given to a teen for robbery. The Missouri man claimed the sentence handed down here when he was 16 violated the Eighth Amendment's protection against cruel and unusual punishment. The Missouri Attorney General argued that a 2010 court ruling prohibiting such a large sentence for a non-murder case didn't apply here 
because the defendant had been convicted of 18 crimes, including armed criminal action and kidnapping. Correspondent Wally Hines reporting the ripple effect from the demise of Toys R Us has begun to ripple outward, beginning with Hasbro, which reported a loss in plunging revenue today for the first quarter. Toys R Us hammered by shifting consumer trends, closing the 700 stores it has left, depriving Hasbro, Mattel, and other toy makers of prime display space nationwide. Shares tumbled more than 8% before the market opened up shares of Mattel. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. We're here to give you strength between Sundays. Jesus does not want to be the most important part of your life. Jesus wants to be your life. He wants all of who you are. We're here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com. At Mr. Sparky, our skilled electricians can help fix any electrical problem. From breaker boxes to home surge protectors, we'll get your life back to normal faster. Call Mr. Sparky today and get $50 off any repair. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Limitations and restrictions may apply. Each location is an independently owned and operated franchise of Mr. Sparky. Each license respectively in their state or county. Finding faith together. The new Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Also available on the iHeartRadio app. This hour is sponsored by EDI Travel. Spin to the left and spin to the right. But when you really want to know, turn to the Don Crow Show. Turn to the Don Crow Show. Live from the WAVAFM Passport Auto Group Studios, it's the Don Crow Show on 105.1 FM WAVA. Doing, folks, hello there. Welcome to the Don Crow Show. Monday through Friday, four to six each afternoon, we get this chance to talk together. Delighted to again be able to share our program today with our friends listening to the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk five seventy AM, nine ten AM, and one hundred two point one FM in Tampa, Florida. Great to have you folks with us. Coming up this hour, Luan Sabatia is the Director of Strategy and Communication at a great organization. I highly recommend you use them as a source, 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative. Our dear friend and uh, outstanding congressman for so many years, uh, Frank Wolf, is uh, a major player in that organization, a senior fellow there, and uh, It's a great staff of colleagues, and we make a point every Monday at this time to have one of their uh, individuals, one of their staff on to join us to talk about some of the issues facing the suffering church and human rights violations and much more uh, around the world. And Luann is one of those folks. She's, as I said, Director of Strategy and Communication. She'll join me in a few minutes to talk about a serious rise in crackdowns on Christians in the country of China. Later in the hour, longtime friend, best-selling author, number of times over, political science professor at Grove City College, Dr. Paul Kangor will join me 
to pay a tribute to that remarkable First Lady Barbara Bush. As you all know, now home to her eternal reward. As a matter of fact, I have a piece here somewhere about uh, Jeb Bush commenting on and and, uh, at the funeral itself, identifying the strong faith in the Lord Jesus that his mother carried in her heart. But anyway, we'll get to those things as uh, the hour unfolds. On a lighter note, and I, you know, with all the stuff in the news today, much of which is not much fun to read or hear or look at, I like slices of life that kind of bring a smile to our face. And for you Seinfeld fans, I just want you to know Newman still lives. He really does. New York AP story postal worker who prosecutors say hoarded away more than 17,000 pieces of undelivered mail in New York City allegedly told investigators he was just overwhelmed by the amount of mail he had to deliver. Now, if you saw that particular program uh, with Seinfeld, uh, then you know exactly what I'm referring to. Uh, Officials said uh, Alexei Germash told them, quote, he made sure to deliver the important mail. But the 17,000 pieces that he didn't get to, well, just too much. And they weren't that important anyway. Jermash charged last Thursday in Brooklyn with delaying or detaining mail, declined to comment as he left federal courthouse. A federal officials say they arrested the 16-year employee after receiving a tip about a car owned by Germash that contained, count them, 20, <laughs> right out of Seinfeld, 20 full mail bags. Authorities said they found 10 pieces of mail in his car and 6,000 pieces in his uh, apartment, and then there's another 1,000 in his work locker. He just I was overwhelmed by the job. I just It's just too much. <laughs> oh, my. We've already, uh, you've heard it referred to, in fact, I think uh, in, uh, here in our local station at WABA, Jim Cress, our newsman, reported this story, and others of you, I'm sure you've seen it in the various uh, sources that you may be tapping into. Gen- Gentleman GQ, it's good, you know, GQ, Gentleman's Quarterly, has proposed refashioning contemporary culture by unmooring it from the past. This is from Dr. Thomas Williams in a piece at uh, Breitbart. He says, Gentleman's Quarterly has proposed refashioning contemporary culture by unmooring it from the past, a feat that can be accomplished in part by updating lists of required reading to fit the modern zigzeist. Uh, uh, this period of history, if you will. In their essay titled 21 Books You Don't Have to Read Before You Die, the editors of GQ GQ recommend rewriting the canons of great books by swapping out works that are hard to read, dangerously backward, or politically incorrect, replacing them with more contemporary works that conform to the values and sensibilities of the modern cultural elite. So out goes Tolkien's Lord of the Ring. Uh, out goes Hemingway's The Old Man in the Sea. And of course, out goes the Scripture, the Holy Bible. And in with chiclet, inclus- uh, inclusive language, edgy plots, entertainment purged of traditional values or outdated suppositions about human person, family, and society. The great books are taken down, says he, in one fell swoop, as we learn that, quote, Some of those are racist, and some are sexist. But according to GQ, most 
are just really, really boring. First among these overrated books, again, GQ's words, the Bible, the uh, GQ editors reserve some particularly choice epithets for the Bible. It is, in their words, repetitive, self-contradictory, sententious, foolish, and even at times ill-intentioned, or in a nutshell, certainly not the finest thing that man has ever produced. (laughs) I don't have time to go into it, but go to stream.org and read our good friend Dr. Uh, Michael Brown's uh, response to that. Uh, he, uh, He simply says, when GQ is long forgotten, the Bible will still be revered. And uh, that's worth it. That's worth just going over to stream.org just to read that. Anyway, we have some other things to talk about in a moment. We'll take our first break of the hour and come back, but happy to have you with us today, both here and in Tampa. Strength throughout the day. Weekdays at noon, it's Jay Sekulow Live. Let me ask you all something as American people. You want the head of the FBI to be so impacted by politics of the day. And at 1230, Faith in Practice with A.R. Bernard. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. If conflict or rebellion are beginning to overwhelm your family, might be time to rethink your parenting strategy. Join us in select movie theaters across the country this May for an authentic story of true family life, the messy, the wonderful, and the redemptive. It's never too late to do the right thing as a parent. The movie Like Arrows will be in theaters two nights only, May 1st and 3rd. You can view the trailer or find a theater near you at likearrowsmovie.com. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. It's probably been about 10 years ago. I had quite a few credit cards. The interest on the cards was really high. I was making the minimum payments, but barely. And it was just getting to be too much, so I called Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496 to talk to a certified counselor. They met with me, and they were able to get all of my credit cards in one lower payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. They did help me learn how to manage my money. Now, you know, we have a house, and we're doing a lot better. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. My name is Holly, and I am debt-free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audit 
audits or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. A man told his pastor that when he earned a small salary, it wasn't a problem giving a tenth of his income. But now that he was a wealthy businessman, he found it impossible to relinquish that much of his money. The pastor offered to begin praying that God would reverse the man's success and return his income to the previous small level so he could continue to tithe. And the man suddenly realized he could figure out a way to tithe from his wealth. I've never met anyone who was not more financially prosperous after tithing than he was when he didn't tithe. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's principles of stewardship on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. That's Route66life.com. Route 66, start your journey home today. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies. I'm Mark Gastineau. I played in the NFL for 10 years. I was diagnosed with CTE, with dementia, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's. The fruits and vegetables that we take from Balance of Nature is the best thing that we could ever do. And I'm calling in now to order extra because of my wife has been taking mine because she sees a difference in me. It is a wonderful thing that Balance of Nature is doing. I hear the testimonies on the radio. But I'm a testimony for myself. And the fruits and vegetables, if I don't take them every single day, my day is not going to go the same. So God bless you, and thank you for what you've done for my wife and I. When you call, use discount code NOW, and we'll take 35% off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call 800-246-8751 or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code NOW. Wilberforce Initiative. Uh, That's an organization, folks, whose mission is to create a world where religious freedom is recognized by nations across the globe as a fundamental human right, and to do so through advocacy to raise awareness and change policy. And each week at this time, we make a point to link up with her and uh, or one of her colleagues at 21 Wilberforce so that together we can add our voices and hopefully yours to these very important efforts by the way, their website is well worth your noting and visiting. It's 21wilberforce.org, number 21wilberforce.org. Luann, always uh, honored to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Don. Uh, there continues to be disturbing news reported uh, concerning uh, stepped-up crackdowns on citizens and Christians in, chi- in China. What in particular has happened as recently, I guess, as Saturday? Right. Um, Well, Saturday, the president of China was speaking at a cybersecurity conference. And we all know they have um, very tough um, control of the Internet. But, Don, he made a pronouncement, which I'd like to share and read, um, on how much they're going to double down. You know, China's tightened their grip increasingly on the Internet. And the reason is they are concerned 
that the state, China, the government, is losing influence and control over the younger generation who's driving a diverse and vibrant online culture through live streaming and blogs. So what the president has said is we cannot let the Internet become a platform disseminating harmful information and stirring up trouble. So they are driving um, more than ever before um, a sweeping crackdown on media and the Internet. They said without web security that they will have no national security, no economic and social stability, and they cannot ensure the interest of the broader net masses if they allow their citizens to communicate online. So with this crackdown, um, it's really, really spreading a chill among content makers and distributors. And, and let me just say, um, it's, it's a way for the underground church to communicate. So at a time, I would, and I'll you know, throw this back to you, but uh, the irony is all of our media focus right now is on North Korea, while China is as harsh and strict and inward-looking than they have been in 50 or more years. And, of course, there is nothing more terrifying to dictators than the truth, the simple truth, right? Right, right absolutely. In addition to that, and, of course, you and I have talked about this, and I've talked with others about it for years as well, the whole exponential explosion of the church itself in China. It's, it's, a, it's a thing of beauty to behold in its own right. But that, that even makes them more threatening to status quo, doesn't it? Absolutely. And that's, what, that's what's um, driving even, if I can share with you, the latest crackdown on the churches. The church is, is, is absolutely thriving. So we see that not only in China but other parts of the world. The more they're persecuted, the more it grows. Um, and, but what is, what is happening with the churches along with the Internet um, crackdown is uh, back in 2003 after Tiananmen Square, um, the Chinese government started developing. They were one of the first in the world way before Apple and Google. They were developing face recognition systems and software, and they called that Skynet. Well, let's fast forward 18 years. Uh, that system is now the most powerful in the world, and what has happened is they have placed that. For instance, in Beijing, the city of Beijing has 100% penetration and coverage of cameras that monitor everything that they're doing, and and now it's working out into the provinces. And here's what's happened. As, as little as maybe six months ago, they started making it mandatory to put them in churches, and they're stepping that up. So what happens is within two seconds, if you go into a church or do something you're not supposed to, within two seconds, your face goes into a database controlled by the Chinese government, and immediately the government knows your name, your age, your gender, your ethnicity, as well as your family members. So if you are going into an, a church and doing something that they don't like, they can, they're watching you. Literally, this is Big Brother. They are watching you, and they, they can come and arrest you. Uh, so China's response, you know, people say, well, that, that is uh, overstepping our privacy. And they're saying that in the cities and in the churches, that's a public place. So it's acceptable to do that. So, Don, if you compare what's happening with the Internet crackdown of where they can't communicate amongst each other um, um, and encourage each other, 
And then also the, with the cameras, you know, they started in one city and now it's just prevalent everywhere, every city. And now they've moved into the churches. We're looking at some very troubling times, more than that have ever been in China for, for Christians. And on top of that, or in addition to that, earlier this year, I noted that the Chinese government has banned the sale of Bibles on online bookstores all across the country. That's all part of renewed regulations. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, recently, um, it it sounds like, you know, we're trying to, um, I I just can't even overstate what's happening. Uh, You you keep thinking, Don, that it can't get worse, Mm. and it does. And, of course, you uh, cite a a friend of ours. We've had him on the show not recently, uh, but he's a wonderful man of God. Bob Foove of China Aid apparently brought this information here to Washington, D.C. recently. Is that right? Right. He spoke at um, about the face recognition cameras and, and what's happening to Christians and the underground churches. And um, they're looked at as a, as a national security threat. And so he brought he spoke recently in D.C. And as a matter of fact, he's here a lot, but he was at the, at the Heritage Foundation. He testifies on Capitol Hill. Um, you know, I cannot equate um, and tell you um, what an advocate and a lifeline China Aid is uh, for, for those in China. Um, he has human rights lawyers, so if someone gets in prison, they do the funding. He's got lawyers on the ground there that, that go and try to defend those people. And, and he's just um, an, an amazing advocate. What can we, how can we respond to this uh, on behalf of our fellow believers in China? Well, you know, one of the things you can do more is is also let, let me circle back and is is a real understanding. I'll tell you how they can engage. And Christina Ariaga, who is the vice chairman of of the Commission on International Religious Freedom, um, you know, she said recently it has doubled down just in the last couple months. It's mm-hmm. spiking, and 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 so one of the things we can do to engage is to try to understand why. And in just a couple sentences. The Chinese government has faith, says faith opposes their party ideology. So basically, they believe that they're afraid. And, and as you said earlier, as the church grows, the more it grows, does that make it's the yin and yang effect. The more we grow, the more they double down. So um, what we can do is go to China Aid. Dot org. It's just like it sounds, C-H-I-N-A-A-I-D dot org. And on that website and on the Facebook page, you can get to it, there are specific instructions, and the site is current, on how you can write letters, how you can sign petitions, who you can intercede for, be a prayer intercessor, and how you can keep up to date with those. So there's various ways that you can engage with fellow Christians or others who are persecuted. Also, another um, interesting um, resource is Freedom House, freedomhouse.org has um, some in-depth reports if you want some more statistics and dig into um, some some more academic approach. So freedomhouse.org, chinaaid.org. 
And I would say that um, I would just say do something. Um, be informed, share, even sometimes, Don, sharing a social media post about a prisoner mm -hmm. of conscience that they're advocating for may seem like so simple. It's just a click, but that awareness mm -hmm. may, may help others get involved. So there's nothing too small that they can't do. And uh, back in January, I remember reading about this at the time, but it's mentioned here in some of the notes you provided, uh, Chinese police officers demolished one of the largest evangelical churches in China. Right. Right, right. Um, it was a building where 50,000 Christians worshipped, and they literally brought in a bulldozer, and they promoted it. They publicized it all over the country as they were demolishing that church. Um, it was called the Golden Lampstand Church, and it was the one of at least two Christian churches, major ones. Um, and they did it because they're trying to, again, regulate spiritual life. So you know what? Even if they don't, destroyed the church, they go in and take the steeples off. And again, it's their fear of Christianity. It's viewed as a Western philosophy that's threatening their party's authority. So from the building to the Bibles to, to watching their eyes and their faces and cutting off their communication um, through social and Internet with other Christians, they're trying to strangle them. And, but we know that um, we serve an awesome God, and he's bigger than the Chinese government. Um, but, you know, thank you for um, the opportunity and so grateful that um, you push this information out. You know, for a lot of people, it seems depressing, and it is. But um, it's also um, inspirational because we should learn from, from, from their faith and, and what they go through to worship. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you, Luann. We'll talk again, I'm sure, soon. Thank you, Don. Again, Luann Sabatia, Director of Strategy and Communication at a great organization. I highly recommend that you plug in and uh, learn more about them, partner with them, 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative. Uh, and the website's very simple, the number 21wilberforce.org, 21wilberforce.org. And, of course, our first weapon of choice ought to be prayer. But I've often said, somebody else said it years ago, and I've never forgotten it, never pray a prayer that you're not willing to be at least part of the answer to. So prayer, get informed, get involved. Become an advocate, and these are ways you can do it. ChinaAid.org, 21Wilberforce.org. Strength throughout the day, weekdays at 2 p.m. It's Know the Truth with Philip DeCourcy. The Christian life isn't a joy ride, but it is continually, increasingly a joy road. And at 2.30, verse by verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. Success isn't based on the results that we see. Success is based upon what did God want to do? Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Interested in trading as a way to generate extra monthly income? Listen up. Before you sign up for some garbage program or awkward in-person seminar, you really need to hear about the online trader program that everyone's talking about. This is the program that allows you to get your account funded with someone else's money. That's right. Apiary Fund will gladly put up to $100,000 of their money into your trading account. And the best part? You get to keep 85% of the profits without putting in a dime of your own money. Apiary Fund and this program 
program are growing like crazy. As a special offer, Apiary Fund is allowing our listeners to get started for free. Just call 800-959-4526 and leave us your email address, and we will send you all the exciting details of how to trade Apiary Fund's money and not your own. Call 800-959-4526 and leave your email address on the voicemail. Your free report will be sent right away. 800-959-4526. That's 800-959-4526. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. The best way to overhaul a culture is to change the way it thinks. Here's one major way to change cultural thinking. Stifle the free exchange of ideas. This is what's happening in California right now. Assembly Bill 2943 would make it an unlawful business practice to engage in a transaction aimed at promoting, quote, sexual orientation change efforts with an individual, end quote. This pernicious bill is an attempt to silence those who want to help people with unwanted sexual feelings. Many religious and non-religious people agree that we flourish when we honor the basic design of our bodies for both sexual practice and personal identity. This bill is Orwellian, silencing those who seek to provide help and wholeness to people who are reaching out. California legislators ought to do what the people have elected them to do, protect free speech and enable people to live a free life. I'm Owen Strand. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree offered on its most beautiful campus. Writing a Christian book, you're doing an amazing thing, getting it all down on paper. But once you've got the manuscript, then what? Well, you can spend a year or more trying to find a publisher, or you can cut right to the chase. Make your book real with Zulon Press. Finding a publisher is time-consuming and uncertain. With Zulon Press, things are quick and definite. They specialize in one thing, helping Christian authors put their books in print. Zulon Press will publish your book. Zulon Press gets it into bookstores. Your book is on Amazon. Work with Zulon Press, and there's no question, you are a published author. If you're writing a Christian book, get your free publishing guide from Zulon Press. Just log on to ChristianPublishing.com. That's ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press, book publishing by Christians for Christians. Get your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press is a division of Salem Communications, the same people who bring you this nifty radio station. Windshields are all about safety, and so is Autoglass America. If your windshield is damaged and you have comprehensive insurance, we'll install a premium quality replacement with a lifetime warranty at no cost to you. We'll buy back your damaged windshield for up to $100 cash on the spot and come to you with free mobile service. Keep your family safe. Call us today. Remember, if it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. Autoglass America. Strength throughout the day. Weekdays at 1 p.m., it's Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Now, if I'm trying to win in the game of life, and God is the way, the truth, and the what? Life, how can I win outside of Him? And at 1.30, Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Men and women, I believe we're living in an age where Jesus is standing at the door of the church and He's knocking. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. The Don Crow Show on WAVA, and also happy to be uh, sharing today's edition of the show with our good friends listening to the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 AM 
9:10 a.m. and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. In commemorating the life and legacy of First Lady Barbara Bush, who passed away on Tuesday of last week, my guest this hour observed that Mrs. Bush was one of, quote, only two women who were both wife to a president and mother to a president, the first being Abigail Adams, who died 200 years ago on October 28, 1818. Dr. Paul Kengor is professor of political science and executive director of the Center for Vision and Values at Grove City College. By the way, I like to point out these resources for you as listeners as well, and that's a good one. www.visionandvalues, all one word, visionandvalues.org. Paul is also a best-selling author a number of times over. His works include Dupes, How America's Adversaries Have Manipulated Progressives for a Century, God and Ronald Reagan, God and George W. Bush, God and Hillary Clinton, And also, among others, great book, The Crusader, Ronald Reagan and the Fall of Communism. His latest book is really worth your attention as well, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Communism, which we talked about recently here on the show, and I highly recommend that along with his other very numerous works. I don't know when he gets the time to do it all, but he's a superb writer. Paul, welcome as always to the show, and far beyond unique status, Uh, you point out of being uh, only one of two women to serve as both the wife of a president and also the mother of one. Uh, There was so much more to this remarkable lady, uh, Barbara Bush. What can you tell us about it? Well, that's right, Don. Thanks. Good to be with you. And, you know, I I was thinking about that recently. So, yeah, she and Abigail Adams, so they were the only women to have um, been been spouse to a president and also, also mother to one. But it's interesting with Abigail Adams, I believe she died, um, in fact, I'm sure she died, before, before her son became president. So she didn't get to, get to live to see that. So Barbara Bush actually, in her lifetime, uh, watched her husband be president and then her son as well for two terms. And you know, a lot of that is because she lived so much longer than, than Abigail Adams did. But she was, um, yeah, she was a, a remarkable First Lady, and I think in a way, too, Don, she was very unusual in that, you know, so many First Ladies, unfortunately, can be polarizing, right, where, uh, you know, even no matter how nice they try to be (laughs) or might be, a certain thing that people don't like them, maybe along party lines or even personality lines, that certainly happened in Nancy Reagan, but it's hard to find anybody who didn't like Barbara Bush. And and even aside from being our first lady, I think to a lot of people she seemed like a like a first grandmother, and really I guess in a way kind of became a first grandmother once um, once her son became president as well. I found it interesting earlier in your column. In fact, you contrast her in very interesting ways with uh, her predecessor, uh, Barbara Bush uh, contra uh, Nancy Reagan, two quite different ladies, styles and otherwise. Yeah, that's right. And you know, Nancy Reagan was all about Hollywood and the, the sort of Hollywood sets. And she was all about really into how she looked, how, how her hair was, the clothes she was wearing. Her, her best friend in the White House, probably the best friend to both the Reagans, was Michael Deaver, who was all about literally casting and staging the Reagans. And you know, she had all these famous friends. She you know, literally knew everybody 
Hollywood, all the major stars of Hollywood's golden era. You know, Nancy Reagan knew them all. And you know, besides that, she just knew all sorts of other prominent people. But then all of a sudden, you get this just marked contrast with Barbara Bush, who, uh, you know, this too is kind of odd, Don. She was, she was actually younger than Nancy Reagan, but, but she looked a lot older mm. than Nancy Reagan. And you know, she seemed much more homespun, much more Texas-made. And there was some irony in that, and that Barbara Bush was actually a, a blue blood from the Northeast. But okay. but she she seemed more down to earth than, than at least to people than than Nancy Reagan. We'll take a break. Come back, Paul. And of course, one of the things you mentioned is uh, a story about her that you learned uh, researching and writing the biography of of George W. I want you to come back maybe and pick up on that. We'll be back with more with Paul Kangor, and you can check his work out at visionandvalues.org. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audit or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765. Fake Talk 570, WTBN. Can religious practices be mandated in public schools? This is Law and Justice with Jay Sakulow. The school district where my kids go to school want to uh, pass more or less a rule or an ordinance which would force the children to participate in prayer, which I'm a deacon in the church. I've been a Christian all my life, but I have a very severe problem with forcing children to participate in prayer that pretty obvious some of them don't want to participate in. Well, number one, the the school district doesn't need to be uh, introducing an ordinance requiring a school prayer because, number one, that's unconstitutional. The court did say that the Constitution nor the Supreme Court precedents 
prohibits students from praying before, after, or during the school day, but it cannot be compelled. And the requirement that it be compelled or required participation would make it unconstitutional. Join the American Center for Law and Justice in defending our religious liberties. Find out more at ACLJ.org. That's ACLJ.org. Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? With a company who wants you for your life skills as well as your job skills? Find a career you can believe in. Find your true calling at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings in the Christian sector. Get connected with outstanding employers that share your values and understand there's more to you than what's in your resume. I've always wanted to focus my energies in the Christian community because, to me, having a career means more than just a paycheck. ChristianJobs.com allowed me to apply all my skills in a meaningful way. Find your true dream job today at ChristianJobs.com. I found not only my dream job, but my calling at ChristianJobs.com. Once you see the long list of quality job opportunities available, you'll never settle for just a job again. Visit ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com. The Don Crow Show, talking to Dr. Paul Kengor, professor of political science, executive director of the Center for Vision and Values, both at Grove City College, prolific author, his latest book, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Communism. Talking about the Bush family and Barbara Bush in particular, and Paul, through the writing that you did, you certainly got to know a good deal about the family and Uh, You say there's one story, uh, apparently, that came out during your writing the biography of her son, uh, George W. Tell us what that's about. Yeah, it's one that I never forgot, Don. It It was the fall of 1953, and George W. Bush was seven years old. He was at Sam Houston Elementary School, and his parents had been gone. They were in New York with his sister, Robin, and Robin had been taken up there because she came down with a very rare form of leukemia. And this came on very, very suddenly. In fact, she, she had been sort of tired at home and really not thriving. There was clearly something wrong with her. So the, the family took her to one of the top pediatric doctors in all of Texas, and and doctor said, said, wow, I've never seen a white count this high. I mean, this child is very, very sick. And in fact, on the, the the doctor, the doctor just told them to to take little Robin home and let her let her die at home. I mean, that's that that was the advice. But of course, they they couldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. And George H. W. Bush pulled some strings and and got her treatment at Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York. They they took her up there where she over weeks and a few months underwent blood transfusions. In fact, the father had to leave the room when the blood transfusions were, were going on. He couldn't take it. And it was it was the mother, Barbara Bush, who held little Robin Pan all through the transfusion. So she was, she was sick, and she slipped into a coma when George H.W. Bush was away. He flew all night to try to get there in time. She died. And the, the mother said that you know, she, that she never felt the presence of God as much as she did Barbara Bush 
as she did at that moment when she was holding her little little daughter when when she when she lost her daughter. And people say they know that Barbara Bush went gray so so early prematurely that she had gray white hair in the eighties and the seventies. Friends actually say that what made her go gray was the death of Robin. Mm. So yeah, that yeah, that may it might have happened as early as the nineteen fifties of, of, of all things. And George W. Bush, he said that when he saw that car coming to visit them when pick him up from Sam Houston Elementary School, he set down the Victrola record player that he was carrying and and he yelled to his principal or his teacher, whoever it was, he said, Hey, hey, my my mom and and Dad and Robin, they're here. And, and he swears to this day, Don, George W. Bush does, that he saw Robin's head sticking up from the back seat of that car. But, but he got there, and, and he said, there was no Robin. It was just my mom and my dad. And then they told me what had happened. He said, I knew she had been sick, but I didn't realize she had been that sick. So you know, for, for Barbara Bush, and she gave an interview a couple years ago where she said, as a Christian, she is not afraid to die. She does not fear death, and she believes in heaven. She believes in an afterlife, and she is fully confident that when she gets there, she's going to see her daughter, Robin. So she was really looking forward to that. As a matter of fact, I'm holding a piece right now that Christian Post just posted today. Uh, Jeb uh, Bush, of course, her son, former governor of Florida, apparently at the funeral uh, revealed that his mother talked to him about Jesus Christ in their last meeting before she died last week. Uh, this piece says, speaking before uh, close to 1,500 attendees at his mother's funeral, uh, he said in their last visit together, they talked about their Christian faith. And uh, quoting, she said, Jeb, I believe in Jesus, and he is my Savior, when he asked her about her feelings on death. Uh, I don't want to leave your dad, but I know I'll be in a beautiful place. So the the Christian yeah. faith has been very real and very deep uh, in that family, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, and and they and they really passed it on to their kids. And and I and I talk in my book on the faith of George W. Bush about how he was he was in church a few years after that, and in fact, it was quite a quite a number of years after that. And they looked up at a stained glass window, which showed like a, a little girl as a, as a, as an angel with wings and. And he looked at that, and he pointed to it, along with his mom and dad sitting in the pew with him. And he said, "He said that makes me think of Robin." So they 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 always they always remembered Robin. And and, and there's a there's a, I got so many stories like this. I won't tell them all, but there's another one where they were at a Friday night football game in Texas, and this was very shortly after Robin's death, and in a kind of awkward moment where the Bushes are just finally getting out again, and they're trying to put this behind them. Little George, about seven, seven, eight years old, speaks up and says, uh, says, boy, I bet Robin is really enjoying this right now, enjoying the football game. Mm. And there's this awkward silence, and his father said, well, George, why would you say that? And, and he said, because she's in heaven. She can look down at the field right now. She has the best seat in the house. <laughs> so you know, from the very beginning, that, that was all part of his faith and his understanding of heaven, which – which he got, which he got from his parents, and that little girl's death was a major part of it. One more quote or two, and then we'll take a break and come back. And I want you, when we come back, to talk about her steadying hand and strong influence on the entire family, whether it was her husband when he was president, and uh, subsequent uh, her son George W. and the other uh, Bush family members as well. But uh, during a C-SPAN interview in 2013. 
then 88-year-old uh, Barbara Bush affirmed that she is a, her words, huge believer in a loving God. I have no fear of death, which is a huge comfort because we're getting darn close, she said. Uh, and I don't have a fear of death for my precious George or for myself because I know that there is a great God. So they wow. really did live their faith, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they really did. And you know how it, uh, little George would kind of step up in the absence of his father, who was traveling a lot. And Barbara Bush recalls how one day uh, you know, he was, she was kind of around the house crying and moping, and she overheard a friend come to the front door and asked George to come out and play. And he said, I can't because I need to be here to take care of my mom. Mm. You know, she, she, you know she, she's sad because of the death of Robin. I need to be here to take care of my mom. And she said that's when she realized that, that she, needed to, she needed to toughen up so, so, you know, so she could be there for the rest of her family as well. Well, let's come back to that point. She was there for her family in so many ways. A woman not afraid to take her stand on issues and give her opinion, both at home and I'm sure even publicly. We'll be back with more in a tribute to Barbara Bush with Paul Kangor. As you work throughout the afternoon, keep focused on Christ. Weekdays from 3 to 4, join Jim and Martha Brangenberg for I Work For Him. We're still passionate about helping Christ followers live out their faith in their work. We're still passionate about investing our lives into others who want Jesus to be the center of everything, especially the work. Strength throughout the day. Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Who's happy to be at the game today? You know who's not happy? Your buddy Pete, stuck at home doing the laundry with his wife, who loves soap operas. Pete should have taken advantage of Sun Country Cleaner's wash, dry, and fold service. With 38 convenient locations in Tampa Bay and delivery, Pete could be here, dealing with overtime at the ballpark instead of dealing with an overflowing hamper. Sun Country Cleaners, let us do the laundry while you do life. Online at suncountrycleaners.com. Life is full of bittersweet transitions. It's difficult to know how these changes will impact us over time. For some people, difficult transitions like retirement, divorce, or loss of a loved one can hit harder than expected and may contribute to feelings of hopelessness or even thoughts of suicide. The risk of suicide is even higher for men over 50 who served our country guys like me that's why support from friends and family makes such a big difference every day your actions could help save a life together we got this learn how you can help save a life at veteranscrisisline.net With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. Some breaking news. The latest numbers are nine dead and 16 injured in Toronto. Canadian police say a van apparently jumped a curb earlier today in a busy intersection in Toronto and struck several people. They say the driver fled the scene before being caught and taken into custody. It's not immediately clear what caused the van to strike the pedestrians in a busy intersection in the north central part of the city of Toronto. But witnesses say the driver drove at least half mile intentionally at people. Again, nine people dead. 16 injured. 
Authorities say the suspect in a quadruple homicide at a Waffle House in Nashville has been arrested. 29-year-old Travis Ryan King has been taken into custody, arrested not far from his apartment. He was armed at the time of his arrest. On Wall Street today, the Dow closing down 14 to 24,449. NASDAQ down 18. S&P pretty much unchanged at 2670. This is SRN News. China has begun enforcing a new set of restrictions on religious expression. They require detailed criteria for religious organizations to kind of detail how they meet and where they meet. And religious affairs departments of local governments are given the power to decide the fate of church applications and venues. And Brian Orm of Open Doors USA says sales of the Bible on the web are being curbed. We have talked to our field representatives and they do concur that it is difficult to find online Bibles and many of the, the mediums and the platforms that have been shared. Chinese officials apparently believe that Christianity is spreading too fast. For the first time in U.S. history, the government will explicitly count same-sex couples living together in the 2020 census. The decision to ask about same-sex relationships was announced by the Census Bureau recently. However, the 2020 census will not ask people to disclose their sexual orientation or gender identity. Most analysts believe that only about 3% of the U.S. population is homosexual, lesbian, bisexual, or trans. Transgender. This is SRN News. Today's guest host for the Bill Bunkley Show, Don Crow, returns in a moment. If you love Pathway to Victory weekday mornings at 7.30, check out ptvtoday.com. You'll be able to stream free video messages from Dr. Robert Jeffress, including his most recent media. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.